Welcome back to Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Association for Talent Development, Houston Chapter, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, this is Bruce Abbott. As the VP of Marketing and Communications for the chapter, I get to be a part of so many exciting things that the chapter is doing. And one of those exciting things is the upcoming 2020 ATD Houston Talent Development Conference and Expo. We originally scheduled the conference for September. You may have seen the Save the Date notice. And the more discussion that took place, the more we decided that in the interest of safety for our attendees and safety being the number one priority with this year's conference, we decided to push it back until October 27th. And we're still ironing out a lot of the details, but wanted to let you know that although we did send out that save the date announcement for September, now the save the date is October 27th. And hopefully we won't have to move it again. (laughs) We do have an updated request for speaker page on our website, tdhouston.org. If you're interested in speaking at our fall conference, you can find out more information on that page. Again, it's tdhouston.org under the events heading. There's a menu option for the conference and then a menu tab for request for speaker page. So check it out. We'd love to have you speak at the conference. Another exciting thing I get to participate in is hosting this podcast. It's a wonderful opportunity to connect you with some of the great subject matter experts in our L&D industry. And one of those experts is Kim Sawyer. Kim is an executive and enterprise coach, business facilitator, and professional speaker, has over 20 years of diverse business experience. He has started businesses, led companies, and been involved in almost every aspect of a business enterprise. Today, he owns and manages The Wealth Source, an executive and enterprise coaching firm. His mission is to coach and facilitate key business people, teams, and enterprises to create extraordinary wealth in all its forms. He accomplishes this by primarily means of individual coaching, his success group team coaching program, and enterprise coaching, his program to build a coaching culture in an organization. He's been published in a number of different business media outlets and interviews. He has a BBA in entrepreneurship from the University of Houston, go Cougs, and an MS in organizational development from the University of Texas. He is an ICF certified coach and certified Berkman consultant. He resides here in Houston, Texas with his awesome son and two cuddly pit bulls, a wonderful family who he loves deeply. And we love having you on our podcast today, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here, Bruce. Thank you very much. Looking at the mission statement of your coaching firm, The Wealth Source, it's to coach business people and teams, audiences, and enterprises to create extraordinary wealth in all its forms. How have you found that... How have you been able to accomplish that, and how's that changed with all this COVID? Bruce, it's a good question because, of course, everything has changed in all the COVID <laughs> issue. So appropriately say, um, so in my coaching work, my basic purpose is to help companies, individuals, and teams create wealth, which means the things we care about the things we value, the things we think will make our lives or our companies or our world better. And as human beings, we're engaged in this process of trying to create and take care of the things we think if we add them to our lives or our companies will make all of that work better. That's the ongoing process. And coaching, as I do it, is a way of going about helping People do that, make the most valuable use of their time and resources to create that wealth. Now, 
I have a lot of tools as coaches. We have lots of tools that we pull from to help our clients as they face various situations in their work and in their companies. One of those tools that I've used frequently with my clients is what I call the alchemy of success, meaning how to go about dealing with failures and problems and mistakes when they occur to leave my client more successful yet than they were before. And it's a necessary tool, especially for a leader, but for anyone to be able to respond to what looks like something gone wrong in a way that can actually turn that into an opportunity to be better, to create value. So um, I pull that out from time to time and try to teach my clients how to bring that to bear in situations. Now, I say that to say this, what was once just one of many tools in my toolkit now in the middle of a pandemic worldwide that's touching everybody in every part of life, that is actually becoming the common theme for everyone. Most people periodically make a mistake. Something goes apparently wrong in their lives. Something goes wrong with what they're doing and they have to face that. Well, we now all are facing a huge set of those things happening all at once to all of us. And the way we go about responding to this set of circumstances that are beyond our control, that seem to create difficulties for us, sets, makes the difference between whether we can thrive or merely survive through this pandemic. So that's been my battle cry. I've taken that tool of alchemy of success and it's really become my primary focus with all my clients. Thrive, don't just survive. COVID and what does that what does that look like for you? I mean, for you when you talk about thriving versus surviving in this, what does that look like? So Bruce, anytime something goes wrong, the first thing a human being is going to do is react in a mode of survival. Oh my God. Something's gone wrong. How am I going to defend myself, protect myself, attack this, fix it? Um, sometimes even run away from it. That's We can't help it. That's what we do. And as quickly as possible, as if we can shift our mode of response to that, we can actually become very effective. And, and what that looks like is it's a shift of paradigm. If I can ask myself the question, and this is, this is the tool, the lever I use to help my clients flip that perspective. If I can ask myself, how do I respond to this problem in such a way as to make something, anything permanently better than if the problem never happened? Let me say that again. Here's this thing in front of me. It looks like it's a problem. What's something I can do that will leave something permanently better than if the problem never happened? And then we've actually taken ourselves up to the next level rather than just survive the problem. So what are some examples, though, of how that's been applied, say, in your current coaching engagements? What, what, what does that look like from an example standpoint? Well, lately, if we want to take a look at COVID as this worldwide problem and all of the consequences and circumstances that stem from that, we have this remarkable opportunity, each of us, to rethink many, many things in our lives that we didn't have time 
to look at before. We have the opportunity to take actions that we didn't have time or the ability or maybe didn't even think about looking at before. So for example, frequently with my clients lately, some of the most common areas are career, for example. Many of my clients are really having a chance right now with being at home, some more time on their hands, things around them and a bit of upheaval to really start questioning, where do I want my career to go? Um, am I really being active in it so that I can help it become something greater and more successful in the future? Um, what is it that I want to accomplish and what do I need to begin doing today to help that? Another example is what I call social capital. Um, how can I reach out to the people I know in my business world and establish relationships with them to help one another be more successful in the future? So something most people didn't have time to do before. And now not only do they have the time, but they've got tools and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and, and this opportunity for people to be more available than ever before to have conversations, there's a chance for people to really get involved in those relationships. And lastly, and the one I think I'll focus on the most is really in the area of leadership, because there's a phenomenal opportunity for my clients to manage people to really become more powerful leaders of the people that report to them. Which I think sounds good. I, I My thought that's in the back of my head here is it makes a lot of sense, but how do you do it when no one gets together in person anymore? I mean, how, how does a leader accomplish that in this environment? Well, let me first talk a little about what accomplishing that looks like. Um, because at the end of the day, leadership is about building a certain type of relationship with people where they are more likely to choose to follow me, more likely to voluntarily align with what I'm trying to accomplish. That's the difference between management and leadership. I'm not trying to make them do something a certain way. I'm trying to establish a relationship with them where they will choose to cooperate with me. And so there's really three ways that a team leader, because many of my clients manage teams of people, three ways that they can strengthen those relationships. One is through the one-on-one -on -one relationship that they each have as a manager with their direct reports. Secondly, is the relationship they have as a manager to their team as a whole. When they interact with that group. And then thirdly, is the relationship that each of their team members have with one another. And so if a manager or a team leader is active in strengthening relationships at those three levels, I call it my three relationship model, then their team has much more powerful cohesion and much more likelihood to follow them. So taking the time to do that is essential to someone to be an effective leader. Now, your question is, gosh, isn't that more difficult now that we're not getting together, that we're socially um, isolated, that we're staying at home and not going to work. And here's where this alchemy of success comes in. Because ironically, we have an opportunity now in the midst of COVID, because of COVID, to interact with one another with a degree of frequency and, and, and interface that we never had before using the technology 
that we're being forced to use, the video conferencing, the Microsoft Teams, the Zoom, the Web, WebEx, um, the GoToMeetings, where we're getting together with people face-to-face for because we have to, because we're having to replace the in-person meetings with that because people need the interaction because people are at home in front of computers and can do it. And folks who didn't use that before are now coming across that divide into comfortability with it. And so people are now available to get face-to-face for conversations with one another like they never were before. It's become so easy. And they're at home and they're they're actually anxious to do it. They want to have that interface with other people. So for a team leader, it's an opportunity that's ripe to establish these conversations to build the three relationships I discussed. I have personally never used a lot of these tools uh, very often until these last few months. And now Zoom and GoToWebinar and I, so many of these tools now where it's like, man, I'm, I'm a whiz at them now. <laughs> where before it's like, eh, I hardly ever, um, you know, messed with them. So what would be if you had to give someone listening to this podcast one message that you want people to leave with? What would that be? Well, Bruce, if I may, let me go back a little bit and give folks a little bit more meat to this whole notion um, of how to build more powerful team leadership Okay, in the midst of COVID, even because of the circumstances that COVID created. And I want to tie that back to my original message. So COVID has created a set of circumstances that look like a problem. We all might get sick. We're all hiding at home. Businesses are shutting down. We can't meet anymore. And we have to continue to function. And so what looked like a way to survive, which is, well, gosh, we better start communicating virtually. And what can we use? And and tools like you and I are using and tools like Zoom and other ones have come into vogue because they had to be suddenly create this opportunity for a team leader to do something they weren't doing before. Prior, because everyone was so busy and everybody was in the workplace in person and they could take it for granted being able to interact with one another, they weren't very intentional about it. They weren't deliberate about it. They didn't really get together to have conversations of a certain type that would create the sort of relationships necessary for leadership and team effectiveness. So now the team leader has this opportunity while people are available and the tools are there to begin building an infrastructure of regular conversations that represent those three relationships. So for example, all of my clients right now are having regular one-on-ones face-to-face with some video communication tool with each direct report just to strengthen that one-on-one relationship to get to know one another, to find out how they need to help one another, to find out how they can work better together and to stay connected. And typically that's happening about once a week. Secondly, each of my clients are now having regular meetings with their team face-to-face. Everyone is face-to-face. Every morning they have a stand-up, the huddle up, talk about 
what they got done yesterday, what they want to get done today, what obstacles they're facing, and then break into the day, having started out the day as a team. And then weekly, there's team meetings face-to-face to support one another in working better as a team so they don't feel isolated. Also, a lot of my leaders who have a downline beyond their team are having town hall meetings every couple of weeks where they're getting with everyone and they're seeing people are seeing each other's faces. They're throwing out information. They're taking questions. So now their whole organization is beginning to feel interconnected. And finally, they're having each of their team members commit to spend 30 minutes once a week in a face-to-face video meeting with each other member of the team, getting to know one another one-on-one. And so people are at home, there's time, people can build that into their schedules now. They happen regularly as repeating events in their calendars, invitations go out, and it becomes a new way of doing business. Now, here's the thing. I believe that when COVID moves by and leaves us in an environment where we can operate more openly, I believe about 50% of these communications are still going to be happening virtually. And I think we'll see that taking place as people begin to meet in person more. And once these regular meetings are in the schedule and people are used to them, they will continue. And what ends up happening is even then, the teams that my leaders have around them are so much more powerful than they were before COVID. And there you go. Back to that first message. Here's some things I can do because of this problem, only because it's here, it's actually leaving my team stronger than it was before the problem happened. And that's what I'm trying to get at. That's possible in so many ways in the midst of this situation. Is it bringing efficiencies into the process now that may not have been? Is that, is that what you're seeing? Absolutely. Think how easy it is to sit down in front of your computer open up your video conferencing app and suddenly be in a team meeting, no matter where anyone is anywhere in the world doing anything. And imagine when we can all be in person, if we want to be, how easy it will be instead of getting up and walking down the hall to a meeting or driving across town to corporate headquarters or flying to a meeting or having three people in the meeting room and three other people videoed in from someplace else where everybody just opens up their computer, clicks join, and you have a meeting, whether it's one-on-one with your team. Um, how easy is that to be eye-to-eye with somebody or a group and have a meaningful conversation? And it really is not anything that companies probably would not have really embraced had not been for this pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. People had meetings to talk about business. They'd get together in a conference room somewhere, those who could and those who didn't would, you know, link in by audio or video, and they would go through business items and the agenda of the day. And other than that, all relationships, all interaction, all communication happened in the white space, in the hallways, stopping in and out of offices. And that's not really good team building. That's not really good, strong relationship building. Now, when people emerge from COVID, They're going to be used to regularly connecting with their teammates, with their supervisor and having meaningful conversations about working well together. 
And I think that's going to make the quality of work for everyone so much more powerful. I've heard you use a phrase called the technology of celebration. What is that? So that really is what I want to leave people thinking about today. Because as I started out the conversation, our goal in all of this is to create wealth for ourselves, our families, our organizations, our world. That is the things we care about and value the most. How can we create them? And we go through life trying to do that. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And right now we've got a lot of things going on that are making that really difficult in a lot of ways. How do we keep our heads above the struggle? How do we keep our view toward what is possible for us rather than the dilemmas we're in and the things we may be losing or struggling with. And the way to do that is through what I call celebration. Celebration is a very powerful process of taking a look at the things that are valuable in our lives right now. If I want to create more wealth and more value, then I have to start by looking at where I already have, where I'm capable of that, where I'm being successful and operating effectively. What are my strengths? What are the things that I have in my life, the people I have in my life, my company to work with? We don't naturally look at those things, Bruce. The way we're wired has us see the things that are threatening our well-being with such power in our survival mode that they really affect our state of mind, but we don't naturally pay attention to the things that are happening well and the things that are good in our lives. We have to deliberately make ourselves turn away from the struggle toward what's working. We have to turn away from surviving toward thriving. And celebration is a way of deliberately choosing to move my awareness from the thing that I'm struggling with or something in my life that's good, effective, and valuable. If I can do that as an individual, my whole outlook on life shifts. And when I see what's possible, I can begin to thrive. When I can do that for my team and my reports, they experience that same shift and they associate it with me as their leader that helped them find that change of perspective, which builds followership, and a desire to work with me. And it also makes my entire team more ready to take on new challenges. And right now, Bruce, we all have to be in a place to take on new challenges. Amen to that. So uh, our listeners who want to contact you and get more information, what's the best way to reach you? Well, I want to say that I offer three things to everyone who's listening right now. One is an opportunity to meet with me one-on-one -on -one for a complimentary coaching session if you're interested in finding out more about that. Two, the opportunity to book me to speak virtually or maybe someday in person for an organization <laughs> that you're part of. Or three, an opportunity to get on my email list so I can occasionally share some content with you. And it's really easy to do that. All you have to do is pull out your mobile phone, open your text app, and send the word wealth to 33777. That is, text the word wealth to 33777, and it'll guide you from there. Our, our website is 
thewealthsource.com, thewealthsource.com. And I would love to hear from any and all of you. Thank you, Bruce. Excellent, Kim. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. This was great information. So again, text WEALTH to 33777, and you can find out more information about Kim Sawyer with The Wealth Source. Thanks again, Kim. And we also want to thank you for listening to Train to Win. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. That way you never miss an episode. And give us a rating if you found the information in this podcast helpful. We love that. Share this podcast with a colleague or on social media. Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. If if you're not a member of ATD Houston, I encourage you to visit tdhouston.org. Learn more about membership. Right now, we have special incentives, including a free subscription to Skillsoft's Percipio platform for all members. And you get access to great speakers like Kim and others. And if you are not a member, then go ahead, join. We'd love to have you. And if you are a member, maybe think about becoming a power member if you're not already. Again, you can check all of this out at tdhouston.org. You can learn more. We invite you to join us next time on Train to Win.